there's stuff that happened, you know, in my teenage years that really took a hold of me and I, I created a lot of stories about what does that mean about me. I was horrendously bullied at school and that created some really entrenched limiting beliefs in my mind about who I was, what I was capable of. It took me a long, long time to untangle away from the stories that I'd created about myself. We sometimes create a cage for ourselves without even realizing. I hear people say, I'm never the type of person to do that or other girls can do that, but I can't. They've already decided that they can't do it. And if you decide that you can't do it, whether you can or you can't, you won't do it. That's Olivia Wynn, and this is episode 268 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach, and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier, more fulfilling life. And each week, we hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. So on this week's episode, I am joined by my friend and fellow coach, Olivia, who is one of the most incredible and inspiring people that I know. Um, Me and Olivia connected through Instagram originally. We were both doing the same sort of thing. I found some of her content, and I loved what she was about and over the past couple years we've become really close we've attended uh, coaching retreats together we've stayed in regular contact we've had you know had various phone conversations and Liv is one of the most caring loving genuine people that I know and the way that she talks about her story and the things that she's managed to create for herself is massively inspiring And I wanted to bring her on to this episode to share some of that story with you guys because although she's talking about her journey with coaching, it's not just about a journey with coaching, it's a journey with herself. And if you're listening to this and you're not a coach, it isn't like, oh yeah, you have to be a coach to listen to this and get something from this episode. You don't because she's talking about a way in which she's living her life. You can take the word coaching out and put in relationships. You can take the word coaching out and put in health or whatever your career is or or whatever it may be and you can still get a lot from this episode because Liv is just so powerful and fearless in how she's showing up in the world and it really comes across in the way that she she is and the way that she talks about things so during this conversation we speak about what can happen when you decide to let go of the past what living fearlessly looks like and seeing the value that you bring to any moment and any situation so the aim of this podcast is to inspire If you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love today. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Olivia. So Liv, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. (laughs) How you doing? I'm good. It's surreal to be here because we're friends. We've Mm. seen each other quite a lot recently in in person. So it's uh, strange to go back to seeing you in a little screen. (laughs) I know we, we we did want to do this in person, but it hasn't worked out. So maybe uh, at some point in the future, we'll have to arrange a, a part two um, and we'll sit down and do it in person because that'll be really fun. Oh, yeah. OK. All right. Deal. All right. Done. Before, we haven't even started. All right, everyone. That's the episode for today. Yeah, we'll see you for part two. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> but yeah, we, we had a really interesting conversation a while back where um, I think it was like the first time we properly connected on the phone. Um, we sort of shared messages on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, and we were just talking to each other about our journeys and, you know, our journeys into coaching, personal development and stuff like that. And um, I was really inspired by by your journey in particular and what, what you shared with me. And part of the reason why I wanted to, to bring you on board today was because I know that your story is going to be very helpful for a lot of people, um, not just because of what you've created in your life, but the way in which you've gone about it. 
So um, I'd love to start with that, like how how you got into personal development and there, therefore coaching. Yeah, um, big question. I'm going to have to go back through the timeline, but um, I think it started it started a long, long time ago, but it was very subconscious, if that makes sense. I was introduced to Buddhism at quite a young age, and my dad um, was really interested in it. So I was exposed to that world where the focus is, you know, compassion, acceptance, um, awareness, being conscious, um, having intention with what you're doing and how you're living your life. So I think that sat on my subconscious in my teens. And then what was interesting is later on in my very early 20s, so 2021, I rediscovered it and it came to the forefront of my mind. And I started going to the London Buddhist Center. I was actually in a little bit of a sticky situation back then in terms of I didn't really like my job um, and I just felt a bit lost, um, quite you know typical of early 20s, but I just knew there was more for me out there, not because I'm special or anything like that, but as in there was more that was aligned with who I am um, and my values than what I was currently doing. And that really opened the door. And then it was kind of 1% at a time, bit by bit, gradually exposing myself to more personal development, um, started ordering loads of books, listening to um, different types of motivational speakers, um, different types of personal development as well. And I think that's really interesting because there are so many types. There's not like one manual of, oh, how to find enlightenment. You know, you can go about it so many different ways. And I think that's the beauty. And that's what I love. One of the reasons why I love coaching so much is because there are so many ways to grow. There are so many ways to discover yourself, um, cultivate awareness. It just kind of went on from there really mm, I love that I love what you said about the 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 different the different ways to discover self-development and get into it and the different paths and I think what I've really experienced on my journey is that all of those different paths end up leading towards the same thing and it's like I had this thing recently and I think we, we might have spoken about this on some level but like had this thing recently of like you see people online it's like these big self-development personalities whatever and you're like oh my god I don't agree with their message that they're sharing and I had a load of like judgment towards it but what I've noticed recently has shifted is that I'm seeing it as like no actually there's a place for those messages in the world because at a time that message would have been very helpful for me and you know x many years later I'm further along my journey and if it wasn't for you know messages like that or people like that I wouldn't be where I am today um, and I think that's that's really powerful is like recognizing that there isn't like a wrong way to get into personal development. There isn't there isn't a right way to get into it. It's like once you're in it, it's like and if you stay on the path is you keep discovering more and more and more. And what I've experienced is it only ever points to one place, which is like the truth of like with capital T of like what how we experience life and reality. Mm. Mm. And that's what I say to my clients. I say, look, it's up to you to pick and choose, you know, what you want to take away from the coaching. And I always say what I say isn't gospel. OK. And some of my personal experiences you're not going to be able to relate to. Or maybe you'll be able to relate to um, 
other experience that I talk about rather than, you know, some of the other ones. So it's not like a cookie cutter blueprint of this is how you grow. I think actually nowadays it's almost like the wellness industry has tried to make it a bit mainstream like it's a tick box exercise and we see it all the time don't we with other things it's like that instant gratification oh how can I heal as quickly as possible you know how can I heal my childhood trauma as quickly as possible and feel okay and actually the biggest thing is being okay with where you're at And it's that very fine balance between accepting where you are, but also going after better and a different type of life if you want to, not because you should or you have to, but if you want to, because there will be many people across the world that just won't understand some of the things that I'm saying, you know, on my Instagram, especially the concepts around thoughts aren't facts and people can't necessarily create feelings within us it's our thinking about it I've even had messages where people are like I just don't get it I'm sorry and that's okay and it goes back to what you were saying you know maybe they'll they'll be more open to it in five years but they're at a different stage in their journey um so coaches that aren't talking about relationship with thought maybe they'll be really beneficial for them if you can let go of kind of that need to oh well my content needs to serve everyone and it needs to work for everyone then I think you can create a lot of peace with what you're doing and where you're at and you're probably more likely to be authentic with your content because you're not trying to you know just go with the trends and go with the mainstream you know you're creating your own river Mm. I think that goes for life in general isn't it like you said when you when you have that that you get to that point of like acceptance of this is where I am right now and I'm okay with that I can be at peace with that while still maybe wanting to discover more then you're not trying to like oh I must do like this next cool wellness thing that's popped up or like this new cool thing for my health or try this new diet or this new whatever out of a lack you're doing it out of a space of like "Hmm, what could I learn from that I wonder because I'm actually okay with where I am right now and that's for me is like where I've discovered like I then the journey then goes further and and my learnings get deeper and my experience expands my who I'm being in the world expands because I'm my the further I go on my journey it's like the more my roots are setting into the ground and the more that my roots set into the ground the more I'm like not going to be shaken by like a little storm or you know like something happening in my life or whatever it may be which I think is really powerful you know mm. I love that. The further your roots go into the ground, like I'm such a visual person. I'm literally imagining a tree, you know, the really old trees. Um, and you you look on the path and you're like, wow, the roots have grown all the way out there. Yeah, it's the same for human beings. Mm, it is, it is. Um, so what 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 led you towards coaching then? Like you went on this journey mm. via via the door of Buddhism. <laughs> yeah. What what led you towards um, you know, becoming a coach yourself? So what's interesting is um, my mum's a therapist. um, So I've always been exposed to um, that kind of field. And I think also paired with the fact that I was introduced to Buddhism from a young age. um, I think that really kind of accelerated my curiosity into the wellness world. And so I, you know, I knew the typical jobs like we all do stuff like 
you know, you could be a psychotherapist or you could be a psychologist or, um, you know, when I was small, I wanted to be a psychologist. It was during that period of time that I spoke about when I felt like I didn't really like my job and I felt I didn't feel very fulfilled and I just felt very lost and I was just not very happy. Um, I saw an advertisement for, I can't remember which organization it was, maybe the the Life Coaching Academy. Um, and it was about like a three day trial um, you know, to go along. So I went along um, and I thought it was great, but I wanted a bit more. I wanted more philosophy, science, like I geek out on like concepts and theories and, and but it's ironic because now I've moved away from that, but <laughs> I still find it super interesting. Um, and during these three days at this taster event, I was like, wow, you know, that this is like really great. And a couple of people said you're a natural just like in the exercises I was like asking them coaching questions and they were like wow you're a natural have you done this before and I was like no my mum's a therapist and I've always been interested in self-development but to be honest I didn't really know that coaching was a job you know (laughs) as I said it was the typical ones that I that I knew um and then I moved from um the job that I was in in the uh, in my early 20s I was working in recruitment and I moved into a coaching company but it was um more corporate coaching and from there I was working every day with coaches and I was exposed to that world and every single day I'd go home and I would think I want to be the coach and I would watch them and I would listen and I would just try and be a sponge and absorb it all and it just set this fire inside of me that just basically hasn't gone out (laughs) and I think it keeps getting bigger each year and I don't think it will ever go out um and but I I I do think I wanted to be a coach long before that but it was like I was talking about earlier it was subconscious and then I think because I was working within the coaching industry it was so smack in my face like it was just so obvious it was a truth I could not ignore I could not ignore it any longer and I could not deny it for myself And I basically had nothing to lose, you know? It was either feel like I wanted to be a coach, um, be scared of not making it and never try, or just, you know, giving it a go. Um, And it's funny because my whole life, you know, I've ended up having deep conversations with people at parties and, or, you know, people will tell me things that they've never told anyone. And they'll be like, wow, like, how did you, how did you get that piece of information out of me? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I was just here, you know, I was just talking to you. I just wanted to, to explore that even more, but I was quite gentle with myself initially. I did a coaching course, but then during the second module of the coaching course, I just knew, I I just knew that I wanted to, I didn't want to do it by halves. I wanted to go full in. So then I launched my business And from there, it's been 1% at a time, you know, really building those blocks. I'm in a position now where I've been given incredible opportunities. You know, if I look back and told my 15 year old self, oh, yeah, so you'd be the global life coach for, um, you know, a huge um, fitness organization. You'd be doing voluntary coaching. You would have helped so many people across the world. She would have laughed and said, no, I don't think. I don't think you could do that or that life's not for for you because I didn't have a lot of self-belief back then. Um, But now it's just fearless living. 
Um, and don't get me wrong, it's not, it's not always easy at all, the opposite. But I made a vow to myself that I would do myself justice. And it's not about me failing or succeeding. It's about me helping one person at a time. And that is what gets me out of bed every single morning, knowing that people, you know, rely on me. And it's bigger than me wanting to be liked and things like that. It's like put out the content, um, coach fearlessly, face your fears, because actually you could do so much good in the world. And I don't want to let that go. Mm, I love that. I love what you said about fearless living. Mm. Um, Oh, fearless living. Oh, that's cool. That is Um, cool. (laughs) (laughs) You can keep that one. Thank you. What a gift. Um, Yeah. No, I love that because I think when we were talking about your journey and how like you've been really bold in what you've created for yourself with some of the opportunities that you just mentioned, right? Like working the, the, the role that you have with Club Five, some of the voluntary coaching work you're doing, to some of the people that you helped across the world. Like it really spoke to me and not just because I'm a coach and for anyone who's listening to this who isn't a coach this isn't about coaching this is about being fearless with how you're living your life um and that's how I'd want anyone to listen to this but Liv I'd love you to share like the story of how you created some of those opportunities of with particularly the one with Club Five but also uh, like the voluntary coaching as well I must have been about eight months in to having my business um, and I followed um, someone, I'm not sure if I can say her name um, on here, <laughs> um, but I followed uh, Talila, Talila Henshaw, so she owns Club Five. And um, I followed her because I loved her energy and I felt like she was um, she was doing things a little bit differently to the PTs that I'd been following on Instagram. So it was a lot more about mental health. It was a lot more about, you know, okay, balance the work of, you know, the body with the mind, because obviously the body and the mind are interlinked. So you can't really work on one without the other. Otherwise, you're always going to be a little bit worse off. Um, And I saw that she was speaking about therapy to her followers on Instagram. And I thought, I love that, because that requires a level of vulnerability. And that really aligns with my values. And I'm just not seeing that in other PTs. It's not to throw shade on them. But I still don't think mental health is spoken about a lot in the fitness world. It's very aesthetics focused. So after a while, I remember where I was. <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember where I was when I sent the message. This is so random. I was lying in the bath and I'd just done a really deep um, meditation. And I was lying in the bath and I came out of meditation. Um, And I thought, I'm going to message her. I'm literally just going to send her a message and tell her what I think of what she's doing as an acknowledgement. So I did. I sent her a message and I said, hey, I absolutely love how you're showing up on this platform. I love what you're talking about. Um, You know, well done for talking about mental health. And you've just admitted that you're going to therapy. I think that's so good because if you're vulnerable, and you're open, it also gives others permission to do the same. And that's what Brené Brown talks about. She's like, vulnerability creates vulnerability. Love Brené Brown. Um, (laughs) So I was just really honest. And then we just got chatting a little bit. And I said, look, um, I'm a coach. 
Um, I coach people all across the world. The things that I see the most come up are fear, anxiety, limiting beliefs, worried about what people think. These are things that you are talking about on your page. Um, I'd love to just coach some of your followers for free or coach some of the members um, because I think it's super important. So I basically just put that out there. And then she said, okay, you know, I like the sound of this. Can you send, you know, a bit of video and a bio and, and stuff to the email? So I did that the next day. And then we jumped on a Zoom call about a week later and I coached her. So she saw it firsthand. And that I think is why she believed in it from the beginning, because she had felt the effects herself personally from the time that I coached her because I could easily sit here and go, yeah, my coaching is X, Y, Z, it's this, that, and the other, but that's not going to really mean anything unless you've experienced it for yourself. And I think that is so powerful. So the fact that I coached her and I offered, I said, look, I'd love to coach you for a couple of sessions. So we did. And she won't mind me saying this because she talks about it openly on her page. And then afterwards she was like, I can't tell you the value that I got from that. It was incredible. I, I want my members to experience what I've just experienced. And I was like, yes, this is exactly, you know, what I, what I wanted. I want to help as many people as possible. And so then I just started working for the company for a month. We did a bit of a trial. I created some content videos to see how they landed with the members. Um, and it, it just blew up really. It, it just blew up. And I think what I was speaking about was so relevant to what they were going through. And I genuinely do care about everyone that I coach. I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for anything like that. Like, you know, potential status, like couldn't care less. But I've always said, you know, if I can help one person at a time, I feel as though I'm doing the coaching industry justice and myself. And then from there, it's escalated and, you know, the opportunities got bigger and I've coached so many of the members and I've appeared at, you know, events. I've done loads of lives. I've created God knows how many videos for them. Um, <laughs> I'm going to record. I've got to do one after this, actually. And yeah, you just kind of become integrated into, into the community. You become a bit of a pillar, just like the other incredible uh, sports coaches that um, are under Club Five as well. And that's how it's gone. And I'm very curious to know, you know, what else is there within that community for me. Mm, I love it. I love it so much because it's like, because you know what it is, you, the way that I see it is like, you could, you, you saw, I'm getting emotional speaking about it, but you saw the value that you could bring to, to, to other people. And you were like, wait, if I, if I can bring this value to other people, why am I not going to offer my service? You didn't say, Hey, look, can you pay me? Can you, uh, like, I want to be part of the company. Can you like, you know, in corporate, you were like, I, I think I can help. Like, I'd love to just like work with some of the members. And it's like, just, you're just giving from a place of love. And I love that because it's like, you know that there's value there. And it's not like an ego thing, you know? And I know that because I know you, it's not an ego thing. It's not like, oh, I'm so good at what I do. Like, of course you're going to want to hire me. It's like, no, like, let me just see if I can help. And if it helps, then yeah, we can talk about continuing. And that's so powerful. And again, it's like, there's so many aspects of that that isn't just about coaching. That's like a value to to live life by. 
like if you can add value to someone or to something or to a moment with the 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 gifts and the skills that you have as a person go and offer those gifts to that moment to that situation to that thing you know just out of love not because you want to get anything from it just from a place of love and that's like oh man literally tears in my eyes i don't know if you can see them they're probably on the camera but it's all good oh <laughs> so powerful thank you there was no expectation honestly like i'm you know alex knows me quite well and he knows that with me like what you see is what you get like i've i've never believed in being two-faced i i despise um you know people who live their life you know very two-faced well i don't despise it's very strong but i I wouldn't want to live my life that way. Um, and for me, there was no expectation of this turning into something, you know, big. Honest, honest to God, like I remember lying in the bath. <laughs> this is mad. I remember lying in the bath and thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I could coach just one of the members? Like, how crazy is that? Like, <laughs> just like just one. Like, honestly, I'd be happy with just one. Um, and I had no expectation. And when I coached Talila, again, there was no expectation. I didn't put any pressure on myself. I thought, um, do you know what? Just, just live into this experience, live into this experience right here, right now. Like you don't know what's going to happen to you in two months time. Maybe this is all that it will be. And you know what? Sometimes you have to be okay with that in business. And that's a lesson that I've learned running my own business. You have to be okay with some things just not working out, some things not going your way. Um, you know, some months are better than others. You make mistakes. You have to be okay with it because otherwise you're just resisting what is. You're just in resistance the whole time. Um, so I think the big thing for me that I've carried through as a learning from that experience to now, because it's been just over a year since I've worked with them, is um, having very little expectation about how something's going to go, you know, whether someone's going to work with me or, or not. Um, and I think you can carry that across lots of aspects of life, right? Relationships, friendships, um, I don't know, your own, your own healing as well. You know, I, I embarked in a lot of coaching, uh, coaching for myself um, last year. And I think I had an expectation when I started that um, I would feel quite differently quite quickly and things would change quite quickly for me. It was a long old process, you know, and it's still ongoing and I'm okay with that. But also not having expectations in life. I'm not talking about, you know, never going above and beyond and never going after your dreams, you know, just sit at home all day. It's not about that. What I'm trying to get at here is it's, it's okay to to see things as they are and to just accept them as they are because also things change a lot we've spoken about this before haven't we um you know that maybe or that no could actually be a blessing in disguise that rejection you know i don't know who's listening to this but say maybe you know your partner has um dumped you or someone that you were dating has ghosted you in the in the in the immediate moment you feel all these emotions and you go, this is so bad. This is, or like, I'm so upset. You know, we instantly go to the negative, but you have no idea 
what that no or that rejection or you know maybe rejected from that job you have no idea what's next in store for you mm. the, the, one of my favorite sayings from um steve chandler who, who who's uh for anyone who doesn't know who he is he's like a really well-known coach of coaches um, and he says this in, in a coaching perspective but it this goes across all areas of life and it goes to what you were just saying is like no lives in the land of yes and it's like every time you receive a no it's just bringing you closer to the next yes and i've really seen that in like relationships it's like you you know you get a no or you get a rejection and you feel like oh my god like my life is over like this person's rejected me but like if that wasn't the case then i wouldn't be with my girlfriend now who i'm very very happy with you know same with jobs it's the amount of interviews and jobs that i went for that i didn't hear back from or got a no from or whatever if i if i didn't get those no's i wouldn't have had some of the jobs that i had like working at the bbc working for one extra working at spotify you know etc like i wouldn't have had all of those experiences and it's like we can never forget the power of a no in opening us up to the next opportunity or the next possibility or the next yes and that's that's amazing and it's like having that that I guess like zoomed out perspective on like okay right now this no feels really like oh my god but in the long term we don't know what that no actually really means for you until five years down the line where you can look back on it and go oh okay so I, that that was a no but then a yes happened here and that led me to this and then I got to the, the, the and you can connect the dots a bit more it's only with hindsight really that you can you can appreciate it yeah no I love that and I think do you know what that's one of the most like magical things of life um, about life is um, we don't really know what's in store for us sure we can try and do everything in our power and everything possible to create the life that we want but actually some things just come into our life and we're a bit like blindsided by them and like, what, you know? Like some of the things that have happened since me launching my business, you know, I would never have thought that that would have been possible for me that quickly. And it's not coming from a place of ego, it's just coming from a place of remaining open and being curious. Um, but I also think like putting yourself in opportunities where, you do have a shot of living the life that you want. I think that's really important because I could have very easily have stayed in the job that I was in before I was a coach, um, you know, and kind of just like tutored along, um, you know, had the regular salary, maybe progress up the ladder, who knows? But we have to take these risks um, in life. We have to even though they're so scary at the time and you think, I feel like I'm going to die, you know, <laughs> if I do this. Like I was even saying to Alex before we started recording, I was like, this is a bit weird. Like I feel so nervous about coming on the podcast. And um, I've spoken to lots of people on podcasts and stuff. And I was like, I feel so nervous. You know, maybe the me seven years ago would have gone, no, sorry, can't do it. You know, my emotions are just too much. I would have fed into that emotion of I'm too scared I'm too scared but we have to remember that fear fades fear fades but you'll never get that experience back you know 
if I wasn't to do this podcast, the fear would fade like tomorrow or tonight or whatever. But then you've lost an opportunity to put yourself in the firing line of what you want. It's not even it's success. It's just living life on your terms. Mm, yeah, 100%. I love that. Fear fades because it's just a feeling. It's just yeah. it's just a thought that you have like, oh, no, I'm I'm nervous about this. And then the feeling is like fear. But that's just a momentary thing. Like, where, where's that nervousness or where's that fear now? Yeah, ran out the door. <laughs> yeah, it's not there. It's, it's, it's already faded, you know? And it's like remembering that in any moment, for me, has been really powerful. No matter the experience, no matter the, the feeling that I have, knowing that that is just a temporary thing, it's not even the truth of what I'm experiencing. It's just my interpretation of the experience mm. based on the story that I've, you know, now input it into this 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 blank experience i'm inputting my own story which is creating the felt experience that i have it's just like waking up to that is so powerful because it makes you take up you can take those steps back and be like oh yeah like i'm a bit nervous now or i'm a bit scared now but actually i probably won't be once we start or i probably won't be once i do the thing or once i make the moves or whatever it is you know that's that's a big insight that I've been working with for the for a long time actually is that actually nothing defines you you know your past doesn't define you um even your identity you know fluctuates nothing really defines you when you strip back all of that you're just left with like consciousness um and I think what you were saying Alex was really interesting about like the stories um that we place on things or you know, before we've even given ourselves a chance to paint the canvas or like, you know, put our artistic design on it. We're like, we're putting loads of colors on it that, you know, we already know, or maybe we're like drawing something that we already know rather than going, hang on, let's just wipe the slate clean and start again, you know, start afresh, look at life through a curious lens. Um, and there have been so many things that have happened in my life when I was younger um, that could have quite easily broken me. Um, and don't get me wrong, they did for, for a long time. Um, the stuff that happened, you know, in my teenage years that really, yeah, they really took a hold of me. And I, I created a lot of stories about what does that mean about me? Because I went through that. Um, I was horrendously bullied um, at school and the first school I went to, um, and that created some really entrenched limited beliefs, limiting beliefs, sorry, um, in my mind about who I was, what I was capable of, you know, what kind of life I deserved. It took me a long, long time to untangle away from the stories that I'd created about myself. Um, yeah, and we sometimes create a cage for ourselves without even realizing like the amount of times that I hear people say, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I, I, I'll, I'm never the type of person to do that. Or no, like, you know, other girls can do that, but I can't. They, they've already decided that they can't do it. They, they've already decided. And if you decide that you can't do it, whether you can or you can't, you won't do it. And that is, you know, that's powerful shit. Am I allowed to swear on it? <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> i'm like i'm being so pg you know what i'm like um, yeah I definitely yeah were, but yeah that's a big insight i've had recently 
I hear that. I'd I'd love to hear like what's what's shifted for you around that because I know um we we both attended the same coaching retreat last month and um you put yourself in the firing line quite a lot <laughs> and there there was a lot of deep conversations that happened. Um so I'd love to know like what what insights or, or what shifted for you around that kind of experience of bullying that you just mentioned and the limiting beliefs that you you've kind of have been living with. Yeah, I mean, for a long time, I had created a story about, I guess, who I was in my head. Um, And I think that stopped me from playing big in life. Like I, since experiencing the bullying up until, I don't know, I'd say four years ago, I really, really suffered with like chronic anxiety. and I still suffer with anxiety, but it's it's something different. It, it just feels so much lighter. Um, and also self-confidence, self-belief. Um, I really struggled with my image, um, really negative self-talk. And I was making what happened to me over those two, three years um, of being badly bullied. I was, I was making it mean a whole lot about who I am in the present moment. And actually that was a long time ago and I can choose to divorce um, that part of my life and not make it mean something about who I am now, because otherwise the sad thing about that is you almost relive it again every single day. You know, it happened a long time ago. And it happened for like two, three years, a long time ago when I was 12. Um, and I mean like really badly bullied. If I was to carry all of that into my life now, I'm suffering again and again and again. You know, it's not just those two, three years of suffering. It turns into almost a lifetime of suffering. And that's really sad, you know, when you think about it because there will be people out there that are still reliving their past over and over again. It doesn't turn into, it's, it's not three years of bullying. It, 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 if I let it, it could turn into 80 years. And I decided that I'm no longer going to live in fear and I'm no longer going to let these truths. Um, and for those, those who of you who are listening on audio, I've just done truth and inverted commas. Um, dictate who I am in the present because my life is so so different now Um, it's entirely different and I refuse to be shackled and chained to an experience that actually now looking back it wasn't about me Um, I was just the odd one out because I had incredibly fair features um, bright red hair and I guess, low confidence, you know, it's almost like easy pickings. Um, I'm not that girl anymore. Um, So yeah, that's a huge realization. And also just because something was true a long time ago does not mean that it's true now in the present moment. Time has moved on so much, but our minds, they are, they convince us that we're almost still at threat. Sorry, we, we are still threatened by what was threatening us back then, but it's not the case. Like, I think we all need to remember that anyone who's listening to this, where they've gone through something really, really bad when they were younger, and now they are out of that situation and their life is entirely different, please, please remind yourself that you are safe. 
you are now safe. You're no longer in that situation anymore. Remind your mind that you are safe because sometimes it forgets, you know, it's going off that fight or flight. It's going off that primal instinct. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I, I love what you said about um, that three years of bullying could turn into 80 years of bullying. Mm. And, and the crazy thing about that is that 77 years of that would be mind created not not the actual what happened then it's the mind recreating it and reliving it now and that's crazy because like when you when you can see through that and start to free yourself from it like you know I, I, I had a lot of stuff in my life around like being depressed and I hung on to that for a long time of like oh well depression is just a part of my life it's just who I am it's just chemical imbalance in my brain and all of this stuff and I would I would dip into it and then come out of it and dip back into it and come out of it. And it's like when I started to see that actually I'm just holding onto that narrative, that's creating the experience. So if I continue to do that, of course it's going to keep happening again and again and again and again and again and again. Whereas once I've seen through that, it's just like the depression, severe depression that I had, what, 10 years ago plus was just something that happened in a moment in time and that's it doesn't have to mean that I need to experience it again now the less that I've had those moments and I'd love to hear from you like what's changed for you since you started to let go of some of that um suffering um around what happened to you you know many many years ago um what's happened to me since letting go of that suffering I'm a lot kinder to myself I didn't realize how much I disliked myself for so long until I started to look in that direction. And I've worked really hard to get to the place that I am today, mentally, physically. I'm not talking about my business. I'm talking about me existing as a human being on the planet. Um, and I had to, I had to relearn what it meant to be nice to myself and be friendly to myself and love myself. It sounds so cliche and anyone who knows me knows that I don't do fluffy coaching at all. Like, in fact, I'm anti-fluffy coaching. <laughs> Alex knows that. Um, but I really, I really had to give myself permission to become friends with myself again. And also you know, get to know the person that I am without all of those stories that I was creating. I needed to um, get to know her, the girl who wasn't attached to fear every second of her life, the girl who wasn't existing from a place of chronic anxiety. Um, I needed to get to know her without all of those strings that were attached to the past. Um, also, what happened was I realized that I deserved a lot more from myself and others. Um, so, yeah, I started to have, you know, better relationships. I had started to have better friendships, a better relationship with my family. Um, I took a risk on myself and started my business. Um, I would say yes to opportunities that I back then I would have said no to because maybe I didn't think I could do it or I wasn't worthy of it or I didn't deserve it or I wouldn't be good enough there's a classic one you know good enough I hear that all the time um 
if you don't heal the am I good enough it will it will crop up in every single aspect of your life and that's not me being dramatic but that's me living that personally and also seeing that um with lots of other people so yeah a lot started to shift when I let go of the suffering I think also because I wasn't so consumed and weighed down with suffering suddenly I was open, I was opening myself up to like other opportunities that were more aligned to me. So suddenly I was having, you know, meeting people that are actually more suited for me, like, you know, romantically, uh, friendship as well. I've got some incredible friends in my life now, you know, incredible. And some of my best friends, you know, I've only known for like two years, three years. I've still got friends from, um, you know, when I was younger and stuff, but the less that you hold on to the past, the more engaged you are with the present. And when you're engaged with the present moment, you are open to receiving what's there for you. But you have to put yourself into the position where you're open to receiving it. There's that um, incredible uh, story. I don't think it's a story. It's more like a parable or I don't know how to say it. <laughs> and um. And this guy, he prays to God every night. He goes, please, please, can I win the lottery? Please, God, can I win the lottery? And he does this every single night. And then God turns around on the seventh night and goes, please, please buy a ticket. <laughs> and I love that so much because it's like, you can wish for a better life, but if you are not taking your own action and putting yourself in situations where you are open to receiving a better life it's going to be a slow process it's going to you're going to make life really hard for yourself mm, I love that did something you just said there I can't remember what it was but it was absolute gold in just like you know you can't you can't you, basically with the way I heard it was like you can't keep believing yourself to be that person and not having the 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 belief or the faith in yourself because it keeps cropping up and it's so powerful and it's like when we when we keep and I love this topic I talk about for all day but like when we keep buying into the past it's like we're buying into something that no longer exists it's like it like it actually doesn't exist anymore like physically it doesn't exist so it only exists in our minds as a as a thought as a memory so it takes our active participation in those thoughts and those memories to bring it alive again so that we then recreate the feelings and the experience that we had but even that like we're not really ever like experiencing what we experienced back then we're just experiencing our memory of what we thought it was like so it's still not even factual you know and it's like when we when we really dive into that it's like yeah the mind's just trying to keep us safe it's just the, that's the mind's job the mind's job primary primarily when the mind evolved 200,000 years ago wherever it was was to keep us safe oh there's some ru rustling in the bush over there could be a saber-toothed tiger maybe I should run and get to high ground and get to safety yeah that sounds like a good idea okay I'm gonna go do that and then you do it and you're safe that was kind of the mind was doing that most of the time whereas now it tries to keep us safe but from what you know, this, we haven't got many like, you know, physical, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like things that are going to harm us, dangers. There's not, there's not many physical dangers. There's a few, don't get me wrong. I don't want to discount some, but there's not many. So the mind's trying to keep us safe around stuff that no longer exists or stuff that isn't actually like, 
that much of a threat, you know, like stressing about, am I going to get my to-do list done? Even if you don't, you're not going to die. You know, you're still going to be here. You're still going to be safe. You're still going to be okay. Let's, let's not stress about it too much. You know, we, we probably both know that one. And it, there's a bunch of stuff where that comes up. And it's, it's, like I said, it takes our active participation in that to make it a reality, you know, and particularly when it comes to stuff from the past, it, it takes us actively like pulling something from the past, bringing it into the present and then like reliving that experience. It's just, it's, it's needless in, in some ways, you know? Yeah. And what you said about like the way that you remember it isn't even factual because the mind plays tricks um the ego plays tricks you might be remembering something in a certain way but the way that you remember it is because of the lens it's like a camera you know you can get an iphone and the lens is like this right but if i put a fisheye lens on it even though i'm holding the camera at the same image it's going to look completely different. It's not the camera. It's not the image. It's the lens. And that is so key. And that's why I love coaching. And that's why I help love helping people and not even helping people, but that makes it sound like they need help. I don't believe that anyone needs help, needs, is broken or needs fixing. But it's so important, I think, to understand our lens. What are we projecting onto the present? I see this all the time in relationships. I've done this many times. Um, I've projected stuff from the past onto the current relationship, you know, uh, being worrying, worried about things that are not existing in the present moment in this current relationship, but maybe they existed in the past, but the mind can't tell the difference between the past and the present moment. It doesn't realize that time has gone by. It doesn't realize that a different person is sat in front of you, or this is a different job, or this is a different friendship, or, you know, whatever. It's going off that like primal instinct, like threat, threat, like what you were saying. Um, so it's really crucial to get to know, all right, what's my lens made up of? Uh, and that's hard work. and. I'm never going to sit here and say that it's easy to do that because you have to face the truth. And I think as humans, sometimes we don't really like looking at the truth dead in the eye. Um, you know, sometimes we'd rather numb or zone out. But I, I'm telling you, it's the best thing that you could ever do for yourself. Mm. I, I heard someone describe it once as like, when, when you look at the truth or when you discover the truth, it's almost... Um, that, that example you gave of like the camera the what you're taking the photo of and the lens that you apply it's like the truth is is like whatever lens you're looking at the image through is how you're going to experience it but it's like that's almost too simple for the minds to comprehend it's like it insults our intelligence it's like no it can't be that simple and then the mind will fill in the gap of like no it must be because of this or because of that or because of this or this or this thing that happened or that thing that happened but it's like actually the simplicity of it is is insulting to our intellect our ego doesn't like it and that's why it feels so hard whereas like when you actually see like the truth is like oh i'm experiencing something in this way because the lens that i'm applying to it right now is this there's nothing really you need to do with that information other than understand it 
And when you when you rest in that understanding, it frees you up to to see how that is playing its role in every moment in every area of your life and that's when you start seeing through the stories and that really is the start of the access point to that becomes an access point to peace um or feeling content like you said you don't necessarily have to do anything with it you just have to understand how your mind is naturally working if you get to know your lens then at least when it starts to happen and maybe you're projecting you go oh yeah okay this is this is the thing that i've been working on this is happening and someone once said to me they said um what do i um with overthinking they were like what what do i do like i need to do more in order to overthink less and i said the key is to do less do you see that overthinking you're doing a lot you're doing a lot, making a lot of assumptions. You're projecting a lot. You're in your head a lot. The irony is we're like, must do more so that I feel okay. And it's like, actually, the key with this is to do less. Yeah, again, it's so simple, right? And our minds like, I don't understand. Does not compute, does not compute. <laughs> no, it's like, what? This can be a thing in life. It's like, mm, takes a lot of practice, but yeah. Yeah, it yeah, can. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, Liv, I've loved this conversation and I really want to appreciate you for taking the time out and, and sharing some of your story and your journey with us. Um, it's been amazing to hear, you know, on a personal level, but especially in this episode, like how much is changing for you and, and how much will continue to change. And the way in which you show up is, is, is inspiring to me. And I'm sure that, you know, anyone who's listened to this is going to get a lot of inspiration out of it for themselves um so do you want to let people know how they can find you online keep up to date with what you're doing you've just started your own podcast <laughs> um thank you for having me i've thoroughly enjoyed it and um, thank you to anyone who's listening and they've made it through to the end <laughs> um so you can find me on instagram at o a underscore coaching um so the letter o the letter a underscore coaching um I do have a podcast coming out but it's not launched yet um but by the time this episode has aired it actually might have launched so um that's called life lessons and that's going to be available on Spotify so I'll get Alex to put a link there um but Instagram is the main one that I use I'm always uploading new content if you liked what we spoke about today this is what I talk about regularly on Instagram. Um, it's a whole mix of content. I don't have one kind of niche. It's it's everything. Um, and the company that I was talking about um, is called Club Five and I'm the mindset coach for them. So if you like health and fitness, um, give them a follow too because they are great. Uh, they're, really, they're really doing some cool stuff uh, in an industry where sometimes the focus can be a little bit mm. off now and again <laughs> yeah i love that thank you again Liv, for the time and yeah like she like she said if if you like this conversation then definitely go and check out her instagram you know that's how i found you was like discovered you through instagram i was like this is this some this someone is talking real stuff right here um <laughs> and it's only got better thank over you. time as well so yeah, I really want to appreciate you for that. And yeah, I'm already looking forward to part two, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's the thing now. We're going to do it. We will, 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I would love to know what you got from it. Hit me up, hit up Olivia. 
let us know on Instagram, DM either of us, both of us, whatever you want to do, and let us know the one learning that you got from this episode. To contact me, just DM me at I am Alex Manzi on Instagram, hit up Olivia, OA underscore coaching. And if you know someone who you think would really benefit from hearing this episode, then share the link with them, share a screenshot, whatever it may be, because it's really important that we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. I started this podcast because I wanted to help inspire a positive change. And you can really be a part of that by sharing this with someone that you know today. I want to thank Michaela Atsu for producing and editing this episode. I want to thank Hobgoblin for providing the sick music that you hear. And as always, I want to thank you for spending time with me today. And I will see you for the next episode.